Hello, and a very warm welcome to the Excellent Executive Coaching Podcast. This program is all about helping you thrive in some of the most challenging coaching situations. Our aim is to support you in bringing your coaching to the next level, whether you're new to coaching or you're already an expert professional. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Excellent Executive Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Katrina Birus, and I'm delighted to introduce you to our speaker today. I'm keen to introduce DJ Mitch for episode 29. Now, DJ Mitch is an award-winning author, a thought leader in the coaching profession, a certified mentor coach, and a master certified coach, one of the first 25 designated by the International Coach Federation. In 2001, she was president of ICF. DJ led the association across borders to become recognized as the Global Professional Society of Coaches. DJ served on the board of directors for six formative years as the ICF developed the certification programs, the ethics, the standards for coaching, and was responsible for the international chapter development, including China, Japan, and Australia. DJ, welcome. Oh, great. Thank you so much. And hello to your listeners, Katrina. I'm, I'm really happy to be here. I'll tell you a little bit about me. I was a broadcaster for about 20 years. I was a broadcast executive, and as such, I hired a lot of people to do training, sales training, leadership development for the companies that I managed. And so when the birth of my son occurred at the same time of the sale of the company that I was managing at the time, now 21 years ago, I sat on my back porch and cried and rocked babies and and hired a coach, one of the, the 12 in the world at the time. I hired a coach to help me figure out what was next in my life. And in the process of her coaching me over some opportunities that were coming my way, I simply said, Susan, her name was Susan Klein, uh, Susan, this is exactly what I want to do. And she said, well, of course it is. And so I went to, at the time, Coach University, and I was number 68 student in to Coach University um, many years ago now. At the very beginning. The very, very beginning, and I helped write classes and teach classes and take classes from other masterful coaches. And so I was there at the beginning for starting what is now the International Coach Federation. I was one of the first members and board members, and I was the sixth president. I waited until it got really messy <laughs> and started growing, and we needed a management company to really say, okay, I will uh, participate now as the, as the president and, and help grow the international chapters. So it's been my privilege to serve this community and to help frame what I think is, is the profession of consciousness, right? We've, we've come to help raise the level of consciousness and raise the game for people in business, which is where we spend most of our time. Absolutely, and you are an incredible president of ICF. So tell us a little bit about your book, The Complete Coaching for Team Transformation. Yeah, so this has now been written uh, many years ago. When I left broadcasting, I was hired back into broadcasting by one of the companies that I had, um, had been an executive in. And there was a team of eight guys that called me and said, Hey, boss, <laughs> we hear you're doing this coaching thing. Will you come 
will you come out and sit with us and just look at strategy? So I did, and at the end of about four hours, I looked at them and said, you know, you're really kind of boring each other and you're boring me. I think we need to shake this game up a little bit and make it extraordinary. What would really be extraordinary for you? So the first iteration of this process, this book, was called The Extraordinary Game. And in fact, you encountered it when we trained some coaches in Europe in the Extraordinary Game process. Absolutely. And then about four years ago, right? So a little over four years ago, I got a contract to publish the book, and it was retitled. The whole process was retitled, and it's called The Team Advantage, or Team Advantage, The Complete Process, Coaching Process for Team Transformation. And we train coaches in this, and our goal is to train a thousand coaches now. We have the IP, the intellectual property, and we want to make sure that we train great coaches inside and external to organizations to deliver this process for team leaders and lots of different types of teams. But, so this is not a book that you buy like off of Amazon, but it is something that you buy and participate in um, as, as part of a team or a team leader. So it's highly interactive as well. Yes, it's a highly interactive process. So I can tell you a little bit about the process and how I came to design it around that first team, that first broadcast team. Yes, tell us. Yeah, yeah. So as I listened to the guys planning for their next year, they were just going through the motions, right? We're going to raise our game, the revenue game, by 4%. And I started listening to their challenges, and I finally asked them a question. What would happen if you all told the truth to each other that you're withholding, that you're not saying? <laughs> and they were like, well, what do you mean? And then I just let there be silence, and out of that came this, well, we would sell off a piece of the company. We would get a piece of equipment delivered that would have a satellite ready for delivery of our programs. And they went through all the things they knew they needed to do, and they were not getting done. And so I said, okay, let's set that up as a game plan. And let's look at what you think you're going to need time-wise to accomplish this game plan. And so they said something like a year. And I said, what if you did it in less than half a year? Let's say that you could do this in four months. What would that give you? And they scratched their chins a little bit and they said that would be extraordinary. So I asked them to come up with an extraordinary goal and under that, strategic drivers for all the things, the buckets of responsibilities and the things that they have been talking about but not really moving on. Bottom line result is they delivered $2 million to the bottom line in addition to their budget. Which wow. Was yeah, it was, it was incredible. They um, got this piece of equipment that had been back-ordered for two years, delivered in the first two months of the coaching process. and. They retired a couple of people who retired in place. They sold off one of the divisions of the company. And the bottom line was really that they had more momentum and more life in the company. And so the, the guy who hired me, his name is George, and he said, that was extraordinary. You should call this the extraordinary game. And so I did, and from 1996 until 2010, it was called the extraordinary game. And now we put that in the context of this process and we've developed a lot of science around it because he hired me to do six more. And in the third game I started seeing patterns and I wasn't really prepared from an organizational design standpoint to do anything about the patterns. <laughs> it was like, 
why do people not like me as the coach when they hit the rough spot? spot? So there was a paper written in 1968 and again revised in 1972 by Dr. Bruce Tuckman, and it's widely used around how teams come together and they form and then they storm. You know, they have to go through sort of a challenging and learning to spar. And then they norm their processes and then they really perform. And so he had followed these teams, 100 teams over two years, and he said it takes about two years to go through the process. But what I was seeing was that it took about four months to go through all those stages of development. And we were starting with actually an informed stage, the information stage, because I interviewed all the team members around the top 10 questions that were on the minds of the leaders. And so we would get a theme report together from which they framed uh, their team charter in our, our two-day kickoff for their games. And then at the end of that period of time, we also have this transformation stage. So we had more stages than just what Dr. Bruce Tuckman wrote about but we were taking teams through this process in short order. So I started training other coaches because the demand for those became bigger than what I could personally do. And now we've trained 100, over 100 coaches, and like I said, we're going to hopefully train over 1,000 uh, in the next few years to deliver the process. So it happens in four stages, or four phases, the information, and, tr and basically we coach the team leader, Katrina, uh, two months in advance of the team because sometimes the team leader will question, well, this is kind of my job to coach and develop my team, which is true, but we're a partner in that process and we're also looking at what the team leader is doing that works well with his team or her team and what doesn't, you know, what they want to change. So how do you get that information? Yeah, so part of it comes from the interviews that we do with the team and a lot of it is is discovery with just the coaching process for the executive or the team leader. You know, sometimes they're blind, they have blind spots like we all do, but many times they know what people are saying about them. Unless they're brand new to a team, in which case this becomes an accelerator, you know, they really do have some sense that, you know, here's what they here's what people think of me, here's what they say, here's the report that I've had, you know, in other live 360s or 360 degree feedback or some assessment I've had. So most people these days have some level of awareness when we start. But we coach them to really build out, build on their strengths and build out what they want to see as, as their legacy, right, for this team. Yeah. And then we meet with the team for two days in what we call the kickoff phase, which is to have them first create a team charter. So we share the theme report with everybody. We have the team leader take charge of, of basically saying, here are the things that you've said about me that I want to address or change or build out. So they, he, can, he takes all the data and is very open about it with his team. It's very open. And we ask them to start with like uh, three things, three top things that you would like to address you know, with your team because people can remember that. And then we tell the team, you know, this is very transparent. This person is being very vulnerable. Their job is to acknowledge when the team leader is making the changes that he or she agrees to and when they're getting things right. Because a lot of times, you know, the triangulation that happens on teams, everybody's sort of pointing out just the things that don't work. And what we're trying to do and what we do is shift people to focus on what is working and to acknowledge each other for that. 
So, and the other thing that happens in this process is once the team charter is built out, there becomes an automatic team or peer accountability. So, you know, where there have been problems with one or two people or, you know, somebody not pulling their weight, all of that surfaces in this information gathering. So when we come to this kickoff workshop, the coach's job right away is to coach and suss out those things so that um, we really have a place and a role right away to look at what the team wants to change and do differently. In addition to that, they are looking at an outcome, a business outcome, an extraordinary game goal that they want to accomplish. And I, I guess it would be good to share some examples of that. Yeah, um, that would be an excellent idea. Yeah, so I had a team that was in a pharmaceutical company that was producing vaccines a few years ago, and they wanted, their goal was to prepare to eradicate a disease state for which they had a vaccine within two years. So they were only working with me as a coach for four months. And what that meant is they had to really look at what it would take to build out a team, an organization, a division that was prepared and ready to eradicate a disease state. And they had a virus vaccine. And within the time that we were working together, they moved from 200 reps to 900 representatives, sales representatives. Uh, they looked at all of their marketing. They you know, had FDA approval already for the drug or the vaccine, but they were not yet at a place where they could be ready. So in the four months, actually H1N1 virus came out as sort of a, a potential pandemic, right, or epidemic, and they had the vaccine it was ready, and they stemmed that virus. So some pretty big goals like that have occurred, and then some smaller ones. You have a strong business competency to understand uh, how to push forward or how to facilitate that they push forward uh, bus better business objectives. Right, and I think that comes from, you know, not only me having a business background in a very competitive environment of, you know, radio stations and sports marketing, but also the coaches that we have trained in this all come from various backgrounds. You're trained in this process, and in fact, your name's mentioned in the front of the guide. We want to make sure that we, you know, train people who are really not only excellent coaches, but who get what it's like to be on the other side of the desk <laughs> because it gives more credibility to the coaching process. So, yeah, we do know something about that, but we're not driving them to think differently or to run their business differently. We're challenging them to work together differently through our coaching around their behaviors, around their agreements, around their scenario planning, the things that they want to do you know, through this process that would move them or accelerate them to achieve something amazing. So I told you about one amazing achievement, and there have been other smaller ones. We worked with the Durham Bulls, which is a minor league baseball company and the management group there here in the, I'm in Raleigh-Durham, North Carolina in the U.S. And, you know, this is one of the most popular small baseball teams in the world, and it had a movie made about it, etc. So when they got ready to move into a new ballpark, they hired us to come in and work with their management team through this process. And during our kickoff workshop, when they're putting their business plan together, we're going to coach around, we call it the game plan, they came up with the goal of having the best 
form of family entertainment for $7 tickets in a three-county area or about a 60-mile radius. And that's still the goal. And so a part of how they played that out and their strategic drivers to support that goal and that aspiration, if you will, was to make sure that when you go to the game, you see the game from all of the food vendors' booths, you hear the game in the restrooms, you're never away from the game. And there's all sorts of stuff going on during the game, between innings, on the field. There are fireworks on Saturday nights. And they are, as a result, one of the most successful baseball, at any level, baseball teams, or baseball, in any baseball league, as a result. They maintained the, uh, and, and sustained their program. So, so, DJ, what would you say, though, that what type of clients gain the most benefit from this team coaching? You're giving us a successful examples. Can you pinpoint what client would benefit most? Yeah. I, well, I, I will tell you, sales teams where you can see a, a team actually move the needle on their sales uh, revenue generation is a really easy application for this and very successful. We've done... We've worked with more sales teams than any other uh, type of team. But we've also worked with uh, research and development, preparing for a drug launch. We've worked with marketing teams, preparing for a product launch. We've worked with organizations who were looking at culture initiatives who wanted to shift and lift employee engagements. And this was the accelerator in a change initiative. And we've got white papers on that. And um, I'll tell you about a link at the end of our time together where they can download the the white papers, but it's, you know, proven with like multiple ones to touch 30% of an organization's population and, and many different prongs, but a majority of those were in the sales area as well, the field. The other place that we found a lot of easy wins is with a new leader, someone who's assigned to a new team. Maybe the team's been together for a long time, has some elders in it, you know, and they're, they're just sort of waiting this person out. <laughs> and it's a great way to get people to play together, to come together and create in a playful way to really get connected and intimate so that the team leader can accelerate their presence and their leadership. We also partner with the leader in this process. So we coach the team for 12 weeks. There's, you know, the beginning, which is the kickoff workshop, and then the coaching process. We prepare that leader before every coaching session with the team, and then we debrief with the leader. So we're looking at conveying coaching skills to that individual, the leader, during this process, and we're demonstrating what it looks like. And then by the end of the 12 weeks, they're pretty much running the coaching sessions. So it's a transfer of skills and capabilities, which every company needs their leaders to be able to coach and develop people. And so when we leave them, we leave them being able to replicate this process without us. So they integrate the whole process and they can repeat it? Yeah, they can repeat it. They don't need us for the next one. So we have work and we have a white paper on Hitachi, Hitachi's second process. We, we worked with one division of Hitachi and they ran their second one and the leader was touching in with us just to make sure he was you know he had some support but was really excited about it we had one team leader who was a district sales manager in texas who had who did four of these processes one right after the other because he kept inheriting more people he was so successful and when the uh, president asked him what he was doing in his region he 
his area, he said, I'm just playing games with my people. <laughs> yeah, so we have, we've done this with some international team. You know, some of those we have non-disclosures and we can't say who the companies were. But we've done it, you know, pretty widely in more cultures than just the U.S. where some might say, yeah, it would work there, but it wouldn't in other places, and it does. Because human beings are more creative when they play. And when, they, when you get rid of the... Seriousness the other, of it, huh? The sort of where they, they loosen up and are more creative and are more willing to give ideas, even if it's not as serious as it they think it should be. I love that. That's perfect. And, and big serious things happen as a result. But if you can't tap into that creative process with people, then you don't get the innovation that you really need as an organization or as a leader, executive. So, uh, yeah, so it, it's designed to address those things and do it in a way that brings the best out of people. So, and there's a lot of neuroscience. We introduce a brain model to people when we go through this and we talk about why people are afraid, why they get protective, you know, where that lives basically in your brainstem. Wow. <laughs> and, and where you tap into some creativity. So there's a little bit of science and explanation around that for those who, with inquiring minds. So that, that but, it validates the process. Yeah, it validates the process. And then obviously we have great stories to tell now about the process. So we're building a body of work around this. At the end of this process, at the end of the 12 weeks, they come together and they look at what is it we've learned. Not only what do we accomplish, because they always win their goals. You know, that's something that we just set up so that they're moving toward that goal all the time. And there's a point system so they keep score, etc. So at the end of this period of time, they, they have major hoopla and accomplishments. And they always want to know, how can we keep this alive? And so we leave them with ways that they can keep it alive by just facilitating that as a part of their big celebration dinner. You know, sometimes it's a chili cook-off or... You know, in Switzerland, it might be a fondue. <laughs> yes, indeed, <laughs> you know, it would be in the mountains, preferably in the Alps. Yeah, so it might be a picnic of some kind, but they come together as a team and they really seal the learning that they've had. And how many teams do you see do that ever? You know, absolutely, it's key and it's sustainable. It makes it sustainable. DJ, we're coming yeah. to the end of our podcast. I would like to ask you what tip or, or strategy would you like to transmit like lesson to executives or coaches alike that they should take from our conversation? Oh goodness, that's a great question. I think that the team leader, if they're going to be really effective in their role, they need to learn to coach people, to really get the best out of their people. And so applying you know, coaching skills along the way, whenever they're bringing people together to look at moving or advancing a key objective, is a great way for a leader to build credibility. So instead of telling, they're in an inquiry. And I think if we just got that shift out of the world's leaders, we'd be in a great place. We'd be in a more creative place. Thank you, so DJ. That's wonderful. Tell us where people can connect and contact you. They can connect with us at www.pyramidresource.com. That's P-Y-R-A-M-I-D resource, R-E-S-O-U-R-C-E.com. 
is our website and we'll leave more information for you to post on your website about how to link to this and link to the white papers. I see on excellentexecutivecoaching.com we'll also post your resources, your white papers and also where to connect to you. Thank you right. so much, DJ. This is, was way too short. You have so much to say and share, but you, you got to come back. I will come back. You know, I have another book coming out soon, and I would love to come talk with you about that. That's going to be a fun one. Excellent. So we'll schedule it in. Thank you so much, DJ. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Excellent Executive Coaching Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the program. You can subscribe to all future podcasts at excellentexecutivecoaching.com and sign up for monthly newsletters featuring all the latest tips and techniques to bring your coaching to the next level. Join us again soon. And until then, bye for now.